You are Locked On Cardinals, your daily St. Louis Cardinals podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome to Locked On Cardinals for Tuesday, April the 12th of 2022. I am Lucas Smith, host of the show at LJ Fastball. If you're looking for a follow on Twitter, at LO underscore Cardinals is to follow the show on Twitter. Thank you for making Locked on Cardinals your first listen of the day. Monday to Friday, it still feels kind of weird, at least to me, that baseball is indeed back. Uh, Monday to Friday here on the Locked on Podcast Network on all of our MLB shows, but it just feels weird in a sense still that baseball is back and Baseball is especially back for the St. Louis Cardinals as they will face the Kansas City Royals tonight. 645 is that first pitch for the St. Louis Cardinals as they had a rainout yesterday, as most of you, if not all of you, I'm sure, are well aware of. So the Cardinals return to action tonight. Still in St. Louis, they travel to Milwaukee for a four-game set this weekend. But we're talking expectations for this series on today's episode. Talking expectations for Dakota Hudson. Jordan Hicks, the offense, as well as we have a intriguing, to say the least, an intriguing pitching matchup uh, for tomorrow's game between Adam Wainwright and Zach Grinke. But nevertheless, let's talk about tonight's game between Jordan Hicks, um, or at, between as Dakota Hudson gets the ball and Jordan Hicks will follow. The, the rainout yesterday kind of pushed uh, Jordan Hicks's uh, starter's debut back a, a, a turn through the rotation, pushed Dakota Hudson's season debut back just one day as he will get, be getting the ball tonight for the St. Louis Cardinals. These are two intriguing pitchers. I talked about this on Thursday's show, that the Cardinals starting rotation after Adam Wainwright is extremely intriguing because you have different storylines for each one. The, the two storylines against Pittsburgh over the weekend, they didn't really play out the way that, that I thought they were going to play out, both Miles Michaelis and Steven Matz struggled on the bump for the St. Louis Cardinals. But with Dakota Hudson and Jordan Hicks, you have more storylines. Dakota Hudson pitched just a little bit last year um, uh, out of the bullpen, did get one, a couple starts here as my stats are a little bit slow to pull up. But nevertheless, you, you did see Dakota Hudson get, get a couple starts or get a couple of appearances minimum last year. You saw a little bit of Jordan Hicks sprinkled in as well, but he was hurt for a lot of the year. So we're going to see how Dakota Hudson is able to come back from injury. Because to me, Dakota Hudson is an underrated arm in this rotation. I think that he has not the capability maybe of of being an an ace per se, right? But he does have the capability, in my opinion, of being an above average starter at the major league level. 27 years old. Here we go. In 2021, he made just two games, uh, two appearances. One of those was starts. Uh, He was 1-0. He pitched eight and two-thirds of an inning. So we didn't get to see a lot of him. In 2021, barely if any at all, right? But this is somebody who had a 2.77 ERA in eight starts in 2020, uh, 39 innings. Opponents hit just 178 against him last year or two years ago. Now had a WHIP of 1.00 in 2019. His first year as a starter, his WHIP was 1.41. His opponents hit 245 against him, so a little tall. But 174 and two thirds of an inning, 33 games, 32 starts. He was 16 and seven. And even the year before that, his rookie year in 2018, he was 4-1 with 2.63 ERA and 26 games out of the bullpen. He had 11 holes in 27 and a third innings, and his whip was at 1.35. Opponents hit 196 off of him. This is somebody that, when you, when you look at the back of the baseball card, excuse me, has put up numbers for the St. Louis Cardinals. So the expectations for 
Jordan, or excuse me, keep getting them mixed up, for Dakota Hudson will be just to keep the ball down. Because Dakota Hudson, sinker baller, he is somebody that, that needs to, to, to live down in the zone to find success. And when you have a defense like the St. Louis Cardinals do behind you, that only makes the, the need of a ground ball that much more important because you have that much of a higher likelihood of getting an out behind you when you have the likes of Nolan Arenado, Paul Goldschmidt, Tommy Edmond, even Paul DeYoung and the three outfielders, and O'Neill, Bader, and Carlson behind you. Yes, avoid hard contact, obviously. But this is a philosophy for every Cardinal pitcher this year, in my opinion, and I've talked about that, but especially for Dakota Hudson with being a ground ball pitcher, keep the ball down. This is, this is not an overly scary Royals lineup. Uh, there's lineup has been submitted. You got Whit Merrifield, Bobby Whit Jr., Andrew Benetini, and Salvador Perez, one through four. That's not terrible. Uh, I love Merrifield. Perez coming off a career year. Bobby Whit Jr., rookie sensation, or at least he's trying to be a rookie sensation, highly touted. You've got Andrew Benetini, that, that's a solid outfielder, outfield bat there. You've got Carlos Santana out of El Toro Mondesi, Michael A. Taylor, and Nicky Lopez, as well as Cam Gallagher, to round up the starting nine. So it's not saying it's no slouch. It's definitely better than the lineup he would have faced in or against Pittsburgh yesterday. But this is no, this is not a scary, you know, above average scary lineup. It's a good, solid average lineup when things are working for them, in my opinion. So for Dakota Hudson, my expectation is to go out there and perform. I think he's going to do better than Michaelis and Matts. I, I, I really do believe that. Keep the ball on the ground. It's a simple key to success, but keep the ball on the ground. And for Jordan Hicks, after been, the, the report is he's going to be good to go for about 45 pitches. 45 pitches. You know, ideally, if you're going 10 to 12 pitches, that should get you anywhere from three to four innings. So I, I look for Jordan Hicks. Uh, yes, for Jordan Hicks, 45 pitches successfully. You know, minimum two innings. Obviously, if you if you reach that borderline point and you're going one inning, that's a long inning, right? But two innings, I think, for Jordan Hicks would be would be okay. Wouldn't be the end of the world. Three innings would be ideal, especially if you're going 45 pitches for Jordan Hicks. But what I'm looking for for Jordan Hicks is what else is he going to throw in from his repertoire? What else is he going to mix in there to, to keep the hitters off balance? Because fastball slider combination, even though at it is as lethal as one can get when you look at what Jordan Hicks specifically brings to the table with his fastball and slider combination. Yes, it is lethal. It's deadly. It's awesome. But that's coming out of the bullpen. You're going to need a third, fourth, maybe a fifth, but at least a third or a fourth pitch to keep hitters off balance. Maybe you throw a four-seam fastball every once in a while. Mix in a changeup that Hicks possibly has been working on over the last couple of years. So not only am I looking for a couple of innings, you know, three innings or so out of Jordan Hicks to be successful. I'm also interested to see what pitches he develops or what pitches he's going to throw in to be a true starter, more of a true starter. And if I think if Jordan Hicks and Dakota Hudson as combined, if they can get through six innings, that's a win. Maybe you go, uh, that, that, that would be the minimum for me to be considered a win. Five innings, then you're talking about Dakota Hudson only going four, uh, or three and two, so then you're kind of getting into some murky area depending on or what you think about was that a successful start or not. But if you can get through six innings, at, at minimum, that's a win. Because then Hudson gets through four, first start of the year, back from injury, four innings, that's great. Hicks is able to go through two innings, solid. Ideally, you'd like to see him 
you know, obviously in a perfect world, maybe you see them go all nine. But ideally, you go seven, eight innings, right? If everything goes according to plan, you have Dakota Hudson goes, let's just say, seven strong innings, gets about 80, 85 pitches. We saw Adam Wainwright get pulled up to just 80. So, he's, you know, it's going to be a short release in his first start of the season, especially short and spring training, all that stuff. So let's say he's able to get through seven innings, 80, 90 pitches. Maybe, you know, if everything goes exactly according to plan I'm talking about. And then you have Jordan Hicks come in and, and, and just have a good last three innings. Or a good, good two innings, and you turn it over to, to the bullpen uh, after that. But I think anywhere from six innings and up would be considered a successful day, in my opinion, from the Cardinals' two, if you will, two starters in the rotation when you're looking at Dakota Hudson plus Jordan Hicks. Let me know what you think in the YouTube comment section below, or you can DM me on Twitter at LJFastball. That's right here if you're watching on YouTube. You can also DM the show on Twitter at LO underscore Cardinals. Email the show at LockedOnCards at DML.com. Let me know what you're looking forward to tonight when we're talking about Dakota Hudson and Jordan Hicks. I, I really, you know, the, the starting pitching, like I talked about yesterday, if, if you missed it, starting pitching is going to be an area of heightened awareness for St. Louis Cardinal fans this season. Uh, and I think that Dakota Hudson and Jordan Hicks, but especially Hudson get, being getting the start tonight, can put a lot of Cardinal fans at ease if he is able to go out there and perform like he is able to perform in my, um, not estimation, but in my opinion of Dakota Hudson. Let me know your thoughts on what we're expecting from Dakota Hudson tonight. However, there are two sides of the baseball. We're talking pitching before. Now let's move on to the offense. It was a highlight of the first weekend for the St. Louis Cardinals. If you missed it as well, Nolan Arenado named the first National League Player of the Week of 2022. Talk about expectations for those two going forward into this two-game set against the Kansas City Royals. But first, I want to tell you about BetOnline because BetOnline.net is your number one source for all of your betting odds and sports info this season. You can find all of the latest sport developments, league reviews, news, including this year's basketball playoffs and the start of this year's Major League Baseball season. Bet Online is your continued source for all of your sporting wagering information from live betting, playoffs, esports, and more. Head to the website or use your mobile device to see all about the trends and actions this season. It's a good website. It's a great website if you're looking to win some money. It's once again it is called Bet Online because Bet Online is where the game starts. Offensively speaking, St. Louis Cardinals had a very, very, very successful opening weekend against the Pittsburgh Pirates. They will look to continue that against the Kansas City Royals in the next two games. Uh, the Kansas City Royals starting tonight, a left-hander on the bump. So Albert Pujols is scheduled to be the starting DH tonight. Uh, the starting lineup for the St. Louis Cardinals is, is a bit fascinating when you look at the bottom part portion of it. Pretty typical one through five. Carlson's in right to, to lead off, lead things off. Then you got Goldschmidt at first, O'Neill in left, Arenado at third, Albert is the DH, as I mentioned. You've also got Tommy Evan playing second, batting sixth, Harrison Bader batting seventh and center. Paul DeYoung is at short, and then Andrew Kisner getting his first start and first appearance of 2022 behind the dish. He was supposed to start yesterday for Hudson, so they will keep Kisner uh, in the starting role tonight and have Yadier Molina get two off days for the St. Louis Cardinals here. I say fascinating because when I think people think of just Tommy Evan in general, you look at 
his left-handed numbers. His left-handed numbers are not good. His right-handed numbers are so much better. And I think that's why he's hitting above Harrison Bader tonight. It's because you've got a left-hander on the mound for the Kansas City Royals, which means Tommy Evan will be hitting right-handed. So that is his better side, better numbers. So he's going to hit from that side of the plate ahead of uh, Harrison Bader. That lefty on the mound for the Kansas City Royals is not necessarily a strong one. His name is Daniel Lynch, a 25-year-old left-hander. He struggled in 2021, no question about it. 15 games, all of those starts. He was 4-6 and six last year, a 5.69 ERA in 68 innings. Struck out 55. His whip was 1.63. Gave up 80 hits in those 68 innings. Walked 31. Gave up just four home runs. Not terrible. Uh, but opponents did hit 295 off of him last season. When I'm when I'm looking at this lineup, yes, you, you expect production from 1 through 9 when you're looking at this lineup because of who is on the St. Louis Cardinals lineup. But if I had to circle one that I'm really excited for tonight, it's Albert. Dominates left-handed pitching over the last couple of years. This is why the Cardinals got him in addition to him being Albert Pujols and him being, uh, you know, the, the machine coming back, last ride, last dance, all that stuff, all the um, extra baseball now, extra baseball stuff, obviously that that plays into why they brought him back. But they brought him back from a baseball sense because he can hit left-handed pitching. And this is a left-hander that struggled mightily in 2021. The Royals, I don't think that they will be um, vying for the division championship by any stretch of the imagination, but they're also not going to be at the bottom of the division, in my opinion. That AL Central is intriguing. But this is somebody even in spring training that, that struggled uh, when you're talking about Daniel Lynch. He had three games in this spring training, 12 and a third innings pitched. His ZRA was 4.38. Opponents hit 315 off of him. Uh, so when you're looking at just this year's numbers, uh, this, this spring training and last year's numbers, they're not good. So the offense needs to keep the pedal to the metal. I they, they, they did a, a solid job against Pittsburgh over the weekend. Not laying over, dying down, being done for the most part, right? Talked about yesterday. Two hits in the final seven innings. Not ideal, I know. But for the most part, they were pretty solid from games one to three. Nothing changes here against Kansas City. And if the Cardinals are going to be playoff bound, if they're going to be favorites for the division, which the Brewers have had a rough start to their 2022, by the way, offense has just not been there. But if they're going to do that, these are the kind of teams that they need to beat. I talked about this a ton last year when they were losing to teams like the Kansas City Royals. They were losing to teams that they should beat. Because when you are a playoff team, if you're a division favorite, like I think the Cardinals are, and if they have World Series aspirations like the Cardinals do, you need to be able to beat these kinds of teams. Period. End of conversation. Especially when it's just a two-game series. Game one at 6.45 tonight. Game two at 115 tomorrow. You need to be able to beat, to, to win two games in a row. Simple, 12-15 tomorrow, uh, first pitch. My apologies. Royals went two and two, um, and, or have gone rather, two and two in their first four games of the series, four games of the season as they opened up against the Cleveland Guardians over the weekend. They split. But again, I don't think they're going to win the AL Central. They could sneak in as a wildcard team, uh, but they gave up 17 runs on Sunday and 10 runs yesterday. 
this is a team the Cardinals absolutely need to beat, and they need to leave no doubt. Obviously, things happen, right? The games like Sunday happen. The, 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 the clunkers, the frustrating ones, those games will happen. I understand that. But you need to limit them. You can't have two or three of those in a week, <laughs> right? And the Cardinals have had theirs this week. They had theirs on Sunday. <laughs> so offensively speaking, needs to be a dominating series from the St. Louis Cardinals' perspective. Might be a little bit easier tonight with with the lesser profile, less good, um, for all due respect to, to Daniel Lynch, but he's no Zach Grinke per se, right? So tonight might be the easy night to, to be offensively proficient. But tomorrow you also have to look at, you've got Adam Wainwright on the mound, so you don't need to score a 7, 8, 9, 10 runs. Maybe you just score 3 or 4, and that, that gets your win. Obviously, you always continue to try to score more runs, but what I'll say is there's not that much pressure to get 8, 9, 10 runs. There's not that tonight either, but just for the sake of conversation. St. Louis Cardinals need to dominate tonight and tomorrow. Offensively speaking, looking for good things from Albert tonight. Most likely won't play tomorrow with a right-handed pitching, uh, pitching Zach Grinke on the hill. But tonight, I'll, bet, I'll be interested to see, throughout the course of this season, the average attendance for home games for the St. Louis Cardinals and games that Albert Pujols is in the starting lineup versus the games that Albert Pujols is not in the starting lineup. That might be interesting to keep to keep track of. I'd have to look back at that last couple of days. Uh, opening day, obviously, could be an anomaly and an, and an asterisk in that very civilized research. But nevertheless, I think it could be fascinating to, to track that, to see you know, how many extra tickets did Albert really get you. But nevertheless, all that aside, I'm looking for, for good things from the offense, at least tonight. At least tonight. With the, with the matchup, with, with who's on the mound for the Kansas City Royals. It's time, time to to dominate. I think that um, it'll be good. Th- it'll be good for the St. Louis Cardinals tonight against the Kansas City Royals. My prediction is a two-game sweep for the St. Louis Cardinals against the Kansas City Royals this week. I think the offense is in a really good spot. I would, it, and it'll be really good too. It'll be important to not overlook this series as the Brewers are the opponent this weekend. Cardinals travel to Milwaukee. So it'll be important not to overlook the series and just focus on Milwaukee. But I predict a two-game sweep. I think the offense is able to get it done tonight. And for tomorrow, I look for Adam Wainwright to get the job once again as he makes his second start of the season. And it's an intriguing, intriguing matchup for uh, for Wainwright tomorrow as he faces off against another Wiley veteran in Zach Grinke. Breaking down that matchup in segment number three. Because, wow, that could be a fun one with storylines galore from those two. So that coming up here in just a moment. But first, this episode is brought to you in part by Rock Auto. With the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models, it's now almost impossible for your local chain auto parts store to stock all the parts that you will ever need in their little spot. So why endure the pointless, intimidating questioning while you wait for the person behind the counter to use their computer to find the parts that you need for your truck that they may or may not have? You have access to rockauto.com at home on your computer or on the go on your mobile device. And prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low. Save time and money when using Rock Auto. It is a family business serving do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years. They have everything you need and their prices are reliably low for each and every customer. Brake parts, tear lamps, motor oil, new carpet even. You name it, they've got it. 
Go explore their easy-to-use website today and find the solution to your auto part needs. Once again, go to rockauto.com right now to see all the parts available for your car or truck. Be sure to write Locked On in their How Did You Hear About Us box so they know that we sent you amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. rockauto.com first pitch tomorrow for the St. Louis Cardinals against the Kansas City Royals. And when you're looking at these two pitchers, you might think it's the the mid to late 2000s, not 2022. Especially when you're looking at who these teams are playing for. Zach Grinke, 38-year-old Zach Grinke, scheduled to get the ball tomorrow. First broke up to the big leagues in 2004. He faces off against 40-year-old Adam Wainwright, who first broke into the big leagues in 2005. I mean, talk about a full circle moment for both these both these guys, because uh, Zach Greinke was, was pretty pretty solid in a Kansas City uniform. Definitely not his his greatest years. He had an exceptional year in 2009, but outside of that, only solid years. He really got really good after 2011 season. Uh, that's when he saw his career really take a jump. But Still, for him to be back in, in Kansas City facing off against Adam Wainwright, you would have thought it was 2007, 8, 9, 10 uh, with, with these two pitchers going at it. Uh, but nevertheless, it is 2022, and we have these two t- pitchers going at it. It's always fascinating to see how guys are able to stay in the league. You know, what tricks of the trade do they use? How do they stay in the league? Uh, with, with Zach Grinke, it was not his velocity. You know, he's not throwing 95 anymore. He hasn't been for some time now. It's knowing how to how to pitch. Same thing with Wainwright, both these guys. Grinke has probably a little bit of a wider repertoire uh, than Wainwright. Wainwright, you see a lot of the curveball, cutter, sinker, changeup, right? Pretty simple. Zach Grinke, in his opening day start, uh, went five and two-thirds, seven inning against the Guardians of Cleveland, gave up five hits, one earned run. He did walk one and struck out one. So he's not striking out the world. Plain and simple, he's not. Um, Adam Wainwright in his opening day start for the St. Louis Cardinals. Six innings against the Pittsburgh Pirates of shutout baseball. As he did not allow a single run, he struck out six, gave up five hits over those six innings, and did not walk a single batter. So both these pitchers coming off pretty solid starts. I think game two of this series is going to be a pitcher's duel. I really do. Like I said, these pitchers coming off good starts. They know how to pitch, facing off against each other. Could be kind of a fun fun ordeal going back and forth, matching zeros. Afternoon game, 12-15 start. Could be a pitcher's duel. Like I mentioned in segment number two for the offense, the, the, the quote-unquote easier day will likely be tonight against Daniel Lynch. But it is a battle of the vets. These are the veterans of the veterans This you know among active Major League Baseball players and when you look at the offense against that Greinke in their career anyone everybody has less than eight at bats against Greinke according to MB.com except for two players Yadier Molina is three out of nine in his career against Greinke and then Nolan Arenado in 47 at bats because of their time in the same division when Arenado was a Rocky and Greinke was a Dodger Nolan is hitting 319 and he's driven in five against Zach Greinke so I mentioned a player to look for tonight would be Albert Pujols Player to look in for tomorrow, Nolan Arenado. He has some exceptional numbers against Zach Greinke. So look for Nolan to dominate tomorrow. And you just have a little bit of some success against the veteran 
uh, right-hander for the Kansas City Royals in Zach Grinke. The I-70 series gets kicked off tonight in 2022 at 645. That is the first pitch uh, for tonight's ballgame between the St. Louis Cardinals and the Kansas City Royals. Cardinals have had two off days since the season has started. You know, one, one was planned and one was a rainout, but still two off days is too, too many uh, since Thursday. So the Cardinals return to action tonight. Let me drop a prediction of the score in the comments below. If you're watching on YouTube, let me know what you think by DMing me on Twitter at LJFastball. Tomorrow, we're going to be recapping this game, breaking down what Dakota Hudson and Jordan Hicks did, as well as looking a little bit more to tomorrow's game. Uh, depending on timing of different things, we could see a post-game show tomorrow. So be sure to stay locked on pun intended, to the Twitter at LJ Fastball and the tw- show's Twitter and Instagram at LO underscore Cardinals for the latest updates on when shows are going live. And if you haven't already, subscribe to the YouTube channel because we are at 900 plus. So thank you to everybody who has been subscribing to the YouTube channel. Let's get to 1,000 here real shortly. Tell your friends and family. Hit the bell to be notified when the shows go live Monday to Friday. Thanks for making Locked on Cardinals your first listen of the day. Each and every day, make Locked on MLB your second listen of the day today. And until I talk to you guys next time, be sure to stay safe, stay well, and have a fantastic rest of your day.